Welcome back, everybody, to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Brandon Avera is back. I am excited about this show. I've been planning this for a while, and I'm really, really looking forward to this episode. I'm really excited, really, just to connect and, and talk and, and find out what has been going on. Well, I mean, I pretty much know, but I don't know all of it with this amazing uh, young woman, and her, and, and her talent is endless. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. But before I introduce her and before I get into it, I kind of want to give a little bit of background uh, as far as my connection with her and, and how we kind of connected, came to be, and all that sort of thing. So for a while I wrote, and for a long while actually, I wrote for a local publication here in Frisco, Texas. Uh, did a couple podcast episodes as well, um, which was really, really cool. Uh, unfortunately, COVID and my life and the change in direction with this publication, you know, we went our separate ways. Um, it really, you know, kind of bummed me out because I did this thing. And it was like a regular reoccurring thing, probably once a month, called Artist Spotlight. And I would talk and sit down and interview local artists, bands, musicians, DJs, a lot of whom I am friends with today, a lot of whom I had just the utmost respect for because I've seen them perform, I know their story, or I would book them at one of the mini bars that I ran and operated. And some of these people are still friends today, and I love it. So I would, you know, we'd go out to the bars, we'd go out, get a bite to eat, get a cup of coffee, I'd call them on the phone, and we'd have these great interviews. So... It was really cool because I got to know them even more from not just the performances, which I thoroughly enjoyed, but just got to know them on a deeper level and had them on the podcast and then had them sit down with me and do these interviews. So I was really kind of bummed out because that was one of the, the really things I enjoyed about working for this publication was that aspect of it. I did a lot of other stuff too, covered a lot of like new bars in the area I got in some serious topics. I did a uh, suicide prevention, um, really talking about teen suicide, a gun violence article. I had a couple articles that got pulled because I won't get into that. I don't want to divert from the topic. But um, one, and this was, I believe, back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, and I would have to double check, but I'm pretty sure. I shared this article on all my social media outlets I sat down with Sophia and we talked about her music, but I had seen her perform at a place down the street called 811. I also had her at the Frisco rail yard and I was like, man, she is super talented and she was young at the time. And I don't remember the exact age. I would have to do the math and I don't really feel like doing math. And I remember sitting down 
watching her perform, booking her at shows, getting to know her. And she was great. And everybody, you know, being a local talent, so to speak, everybody knew her. She, and But what people didn't realize was just how much she put into the shows, how much she put into her. This was not just a girl going up on stage with a guitar singing and she had a good voice. She was giving it her all. She was out there. She was, she knew what she wanted and she was going for it. I mean, from her writing music, her writing her songs, putting it together, connecting others, working with others. It was really cool. So we did that interview. You can go ahead and check that out. That's everywhere. But it has been a long time. The last time that I think, and I could be wrong, that I saw Sofia Nello perform, I was at this bar and I was running it. It was called Three Flights Up. And we started doing live music. And it's in Frisco, Little Elm, Border, whatever. The, the, it's under new ownership, so I haven't been there since. And she performed there. And it was great. It was a, if I remember correctly, I believe it was a Thursday night. Could have been a Friday night. And we just had a really solid crowd. And I remember the owner was just super impressed. I was like, dude, you are bringing in some A-game talent. I'm like, man, it's not me bringing them in. I mean, yeah, I'm booking them. This is just what's out in the market. And she was one of them. Well, since that time, she has exploded. She has done so much. She's traveled the country. She has uh, put out new music. She's got new music coming out. She's got a lot of big changes in her life from a personal level as well as a musician. And I'm finally getting her back on the show to talk about that. So we're going to go right into it. I'm going to introduce you to Sophia Nello. And we are going to go ahead and find out what's been going on and what 2023 has coming for her. Well, without any further ado, I've talked enough. I'm going to dive right into this. I know she's super busy. I'm busy. So we're going to dive right in. And I want to say... Welcome to the show, Sophia Anello. How are you this morning? I am doing swell. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm actually pretty excited about it because I've been thinking as I get into 2023, I need to have some more local guests on. And it, you're beyond local at this point. But I need to get some people, you know, that I, I love, I respect, and I want to get them on. And so when this lined up, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is going to be great because it's been a while. And it's been a while since I've seen you perform, and it's been a while since I've, you know, had any interaction like this with you. So a lot is going on with you. I, I kind of don't know where to begin um, because you're so I, busy. <laughs> I know. So much has happened. It's been like a few years. <laughs> exactly. I know. I went back and read that article I wrote, which was like 2018, I think. And I was like, oh, my God, that was 2018. I swear to God, that was yesterday. But um, so I was thinking, let's go back to kind of, you know, not the history of exactly when you started and all that, but let's go back to kind of 2019, 2020, that whole time frame when the world kind of changed on us for a while there. Um, yeah. It, it directly affected what you do. I mean, you're out there hitting all the, you know, all the bars, all the clubs, all the venues, your music is on the rise. You've got your career going like it's, you're getting into full steam of things and right. bam, COVID hits. Oh man. Yeah. It was, oh, it was so crazy around that time. So I had left and I was in my, 
my fresh my freshman year at Berkeley College of Music, um, I had gone up to Boston. You know, it was the dream school. I had, you know, grown up in Frisco, and uh, you know, I was I was playing all around town, and yeah, the bars and the clubs and all that good stuff. So. I was super excited to go and study music and just be be around some amazing musicians and whatnot. And I remember like the exact moment, actually, I was sitting with a, a buddy of mine in like this cafe in Boston and we had heard that like other colleges shut down and we were like, there's no way, like this is not a zombie apocalypse. Like what, what is happening? <laughs> so, you know, we never in a million years thought we'd get sent home and, um, we did ultimately we got the email like a few minutes after we left about that and uh it was just this crazy surreal experience and you know getting sent home i mean you know nice to be around family and whatnot but you know sucked that i couldn't even play out at bars or i kind of came home to what was just me being you know locked in my room like anyone else that was experiencing the pandemic and it blew. So honestly, what I did was I, uh, they gave us the option and thank God they did this. Otherwise I would have been bored out of my mind, but they gave us the option to, uh, do class remotely. And, um, ultimately that went on for, you know, two semesters or so. So I basically just did, you know, 18 credits that summer and just got ahead in school. I, I think some people, you know, wrote a bunch of music and did did that whole deal. I more so was focused on school and I, I wanted to graduate and get out of there so I could ultimately do what I wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I got ahead in school and went through COVID. I mean, that took me through 2020. Um, man, it was just, it was a crazy, crazy ride. Um, feels like a blur a little bit, but that was, that was that part of, of my life, just really kind of trying to act like COVID wasn't happening and, you know, trying to distract myself from the fact I couldn't play out until, until I could, you know, then things started. Texas probably opened up a little bit sooner than other places, especially Boston. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, like, well, even with Texas, they did this little stutter step. They did like okay, we're going to kind of open. And then they're like, well, no, no, just kidding, just kidding. And then they were like, okay, we're definitely opening. Like there was there was that initial, we thought we were going to open. And then, because I remember I was working in the bars and I was like, cool, we're back, let's go, you know? Right. And then they were like, no, just kidding. We, You can still do your food to go and drinks to go, but nobody can dine in. And I'm like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I, I I remember my my parents too. Like they're not the kind of people that were like, there's just such uncharted territory. So you know, my parents never really were afraid of you know getting ill or getting sick, and COVID just kind of like changed the game. I mean, you know, never experienced anything like that. But I think the biggest like sadness from it, besides you know the the worldwide issue of it, first off, was just you know I, I missed out on a lot of my college experience, I was gone for, I was at home just studying remote probably for a year and a half before I went back. Um, and by, by then it was like, I had three semesters left in that first semester. We went back that spring of 2021 was just so weird. (laughs) It was so weird. So, 
you know, we were sitting very far apart. If, don't even take your mask off to do literally anything or some weren't even in person for that matter. So you're sitting in an empty apartment, just not able to talk to your roommates because no one wants to get close to each other. It's just, it, yeah, it was a weird situation. So, See, that's what I think a lot of people don't, I mean, a lot of people don't really look at. They look at, okay, the stores were closed, the bars were closed, but looking at it from that perspective, here you are, you're on your, you're in Boston. You've like, you were stoked to get there. You're excited. Bam, they send you back home. And that's, that's phenomenal that you chose to really just dive into the classes, dive in and do everything you can. Cause you're like, I got to get through this. I got to get out of this so that I can right. move on with my life as opposed to kind of sitting there, you know, floundering around. Um, but they don't realize the experience. I mean, it's not just about learning. Yeah. You can learn to a degree in your bedroom on the computer, but it's that college experience that was taken away. It's, it's like for a lot of those seniors that were graduating that year, they lost that. You know? Right. And, and people don't realize the effect that that has on people. Did you, once you got going, once you got through this crazy pandemic and you know, it's the world is still crazy, but at least we're, we're out there doing stuff. Did you kind of go back to that time in your life when you started writing then? Like when you started writing music again, did you pull from that or did you just kind of skip that? Yeah, 100%. So I, I mean, I definitely was writing when I, you know, especially when I went back to school, I was a songwriting and music business major. So I, you know, I was forced to, Sure. Th honestly, thank God, thank God they forced me to write because I had such writer's block and I was feeling like, man, the world is just so effed up like I don't even I don't even know what I want to write about I feel like if I write about you know the first thing that comes to my head it's like not you almost feel like you're not writing something that's important enough when a pandemic is going on <laughs> I guess that's that's one way to think about it yeah um I know some people busted out like two albums and like probably produced them like in their in their apartment and like you know had them ready to release but yeah, that wasn't me. I just, I basically wrote a ton, a ton, a ton. And honestly, come that, I, I would say, you know, fall semester of 2021, that was my second to last one. And I was really, really, really focused in on what I'm going to, what, what am I going to do after school? Cause I had gotten ahead. So I graduated in spring of 22. Um, and I was just, I was so nervous to get out there. And I think that was the point. I'd always wanted to go to Nashville. Um, so I was really trying to look for jobs in the industry in Nashville. Of course, I wanted to make music and do the artist thing. And I don't think that'll ever change. But I was super focused on, oh, I want to do A&R. I want to like, you know, book other artists. Or I want to do something along those lines. Um, so that was, that was a huge concern of mine while I was also trying to create. So the world was still very overwhelming, if you will. <laughs> no, it was. And I've talked to several people and it was kind of an interesting time for music too, because there were those people that were like, okay, I'm going to just make the best out of it. We're doing a live every night on some social media platform, you know, right. we're, we're, I'm in my kitchen, literally sitting on the floor, somebody's playing, you know, and it was really kind of a cool time because you saw large artists big name bands that were really putting out some cool music they were getting to the roots of their music and putting out just stuff with sitting on the bed while their kid is playing you know and right. it was kind of fun 
I mean, for me as a fan, there was great. But then you do have other artists, and there's several that I speak to on a regular that just kind of, they kind of felt lost a little too. They were like, okay, I'm writing about this, but the world is like nuts right now. And this doesn't even fit the vibe. And I don't know if it's good enough. So I can imagine that you're just like, okay, I, I, I got to get into it. I got to go forward. And good thing that you, I still say it's probably the best thing you ever did was knockout school. Honestly. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm so grateful too. Cause I mean, I went to people can imagine Berkeley is not a cheap school. No, no <laughs> so, right. You know, like knocking it out, you know, one, I, I came in with, I don't know, a semester out of the way from high school. I just, I was always that person. My parents made me take all the APs, like what a dork. Um, and I passed all the exams. So I got those credits out of the way. And then I went to school and I was like, I don't want to graduate in like December. How gross. Like, it's going to be so cool. So <laughs> I was like, let's get ahead during COVID. Um, and yeah, like let's graduate. And it, it, I'm so glad I did too. Cause I met a really cool group of songwriters that became really good friends of mine. Um, and they, they, who was also, one of them was also my roommate and they also, uh, graduated in spring of 22. So it kind of worked out perfectly. It was really cool. Um, I did find myself writing a lot of love songs during COVID because, you know, love. (laughs) Right. Why not? Why not? Why not? Like that was the one thing that, that was like felt heavy that actually, you know, turned into to some good stuff. And that ultimately turned into my kind of my my next release. Uh, I think when was that? Let's see. March of 21, I dropped a tune called 21 with you. And that was like my that previous January, I had actually traveled to Nashville Um and I just written, it was my first time going. I had a bunch of co-writers and I had these sessions lined up all weekend. And I, I took my boyfriend and we just went and I, I wrote just so much, so much material that I just fell in love with. So yeah, that, that 21 with you song came from that trip and it was just so exciting to create real time. Cause I never really created a, a tune like that, that kind of had this like I don't know, almost like pop, like country influence, if you will. So it was super fun. So you just, you just totally got in my head and got right to the next thing. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> which is so totally rad. Um, so 20, so that track in particular, 21 with you is vastly different than, oh, yeah. I mean, it's still you. It's not like it doesn't sound like you. It's not like it's not you. It is you but it's vastly different than what I've seen you perform, what I've heard in the past, what we've all heard. And it is a very much up-tempo pop anthem. Like you, (laughs) you could literally put that on the radio now and no, I mean like across the board and people, and it fits, it, it fits. It's, it's an anthem, you know? Um, Did you, did that just happen naturally? Or that was just the vibe. You're like, here I am. I'm in Nashville. This is this. I'm, I'm 21. This is what's happening. You know, I'm I'm celebrating this crazy life that I've been through so far. Or did it start off a different way when you started writing this song? It's so funny because I actually wrote it and I wrote the chorus in my room during COVID. I was like, and mind you, I had posted, (laughs) I had posted like a little snippet on Instagram and I had 
yeah, the lyrics were a little different and I altered them in Nashville, but I post like a snippet of the of the chorus, like just on acoustic guitar on Instagram. So I, I wrote it in, you know, like the little like ten minute singer songwriter Sophia vibe. And then I was like I was like I went to Nashville and I was like, I just wanna effing banger, bro. I just right? want a banger. Like I've never written a a pop upbeat banger I guess besides like falling but that's still like singer songwriter acoustic vibe so I was like you know let's do this like grab the electric guitar I want that kick like let's do this thing so yeah it just it came out and it was just a really special thing I think because I was so sick of everyone's sad brooding vibe over COVID which is totally justified I just personally wanted to come out of it because even though that time was really weird and and whatnot like you know I, I think <sighs> turning turning 21 you know I really just wanted to to feel that upbeat positive vibe I had also gone to New or, or I, I knew I was going to New Orleans to celebrate my 21st oh, um, so you were my, ready dude you were ready <laughs> with was... my family and my boyfriend and the chorus happened because I had a dream about it and then I just yeah, I woke up and wrote that chorus and I was like, oh, I'm going to bring that to Nashville. I think like Nashville people and I could, you know, really mess that up in, in the best way. <laughs> no, you, and it's, it, it is perfect. Like, I mean, it is that carefree, you know, just vibe that I'm 21 now. Let's put this thing behind us, you know, like I'm okay with people like, like you said, writing about their time with COVID, their their stress in their life, their whatever. But at some point you got to just say, okay, let's move on enough. Right. Exactly. And it was, that was exactly what I had thought about. I was just like, I want, I want some fun. I want to bring positive vibes. And it was so fun because at that point, you know, I had my friends in Boston were just so supportive of that release. And, you know, literally the night it went live, we went on Instagram live and we were just dancing to it and you know obviously the boyfriend's a big fan of it because he's like oh my god it's about me (laughs) (laughs) so like it was just it's always been a really really fun vibe and a lot of people that maybe hadn't connected with music I did previously I kind of hit a new audience with that song which was like super exciting to see oh definitely it opened up doors because people love that People love that stuff. And it's not just a, okay, you know, you know, those albums and we all know it where an artist goes, I got to put out an album. It's a paycheck album, you know, like I'm collecting a paycheck, you know, exactly. I'm not judging that. I get it. Let's do it. You know, make your money. But this is not that. Yeah. It could be, you know, radio, all that. No, this is still you though. It's, it's another level of you. And I think people will, well, listen to that and go, let me go back a little. Let me, let me see what else she's got. Let's, let's dive into this a little bit more and see the growth from when you started playing at 16 years old to now. Oh yeah. And it's the one crazy thing about it is too. I don't think a lot of people know this about me, but like I, when I went to college, like I, I felt like I was going to grow so much like vocally, I guess, let's say. Um, I feel like some people flourish at art school and then some people become more timid I found myself just because of not even just the COVID thing but I felt like I was so intimidated by the talent at Berkeley like everyone's like oh Berkeley oh Berkeley and it's so true like everyone there is insanely good so like when you get in a group setting in a class and you're supposed to build out some Mariah Carey you get a little you get a little nervy right Um, I had never found myself getting nervous before because I'd been performing for so long but 
I I felt like I kind of stepped back in college and I I really like honed in on that songwriting and music business front rather than you know vocal power and strength so going to Nashville and recording that track I mean I worked with this producer his name is Joey Barba um, and these amazing amazing writers Mary Cutter and Brian Alexander they've written so many top hits on the on the country charts but um like I, I got into that booth and they just pushed me to my absolute breaking point limit and it was like the best experience of my life that was the moment that I realized I could hit certain notes I wasn't capable of and it was amazing and I I continue to push myself to that breaking point on my own now just because they showed me like what I'm capable of and um, you know, I have a residency at Sambuca 360 every Tuesday at the Shops Legacy, and I continue to do that, you know, maybe with the help of a few tequila shots every Tuesday. But well, why know. not? I mean, it's Tuesday. Let's be yeah, real. It's Tuesday. Right. We call it Tequila Tuesday. So, <laughs> so when you were in when you're in Boston, did you, you you said you kind of drew back a little in a sense, but were you supported? Did you have a lot of support? Were they like, you know, like you said, Berkeley's intimidating. I mean, from just the, the the name, it's intimidating. You know what it comes with it. So going there, and Boston's an intimidating city if you're not used to it, especially coming from this area, you know. Um, oh, it's night and day, you know. I love Boston because, I mean, I'm from Detroit, so like a cold city with a lot of movement, like I'm into it. You know, let's, let's do it. Yeah. You know, um, but it's night and day compared to some of the suburbs of Dallas. So, um did, did you feel supported by the, the, the teachers, the students, the professors, like, you know, everything? Did you, or did you kind of feel like, I got to navigate my way until I find that support? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> this is kind of a long one. Um, it was, I, I literally, I mean, I, it, it's 10 years old. I was like, I want to go to Berkeley because Natalie Maines spent like two months at Berkeley. Like I had been, <laughs> I had been obsessed with Berkeley for so long. I would have regretted not going and I'm so, I'm so, so glad I did. Do I think the education unparalleled? I mean, I know so much more about theory. I know so much more about songwriting and, you know, branches of songwriting and, and lyricism and, you know, top lining and all that stuff, as well as the music business department is phenomenal and just gave us amazing opportunities connect to connect with you know some amazing people in the industry the education was so worth it i think the teachers and the staff um i I really i enjoyed my experience with most of them i think some of them it's a very high level school and i think um you know even professors kind of like we all experienced in high school a little bit sometimes they play favorites so you know, I, I experienced this more with like vocal teachers who, you know, the powerhouse belter was was the one they really focused on the most. But that's OK. Like everyone yeah. has their thing because um, these these teachers and professors are also artists and musicians and composers themselves. So, you know, they're they're only human. So I don't blame anyone for that. I think my biggest problem with the whole experience was the students. Um, I went into Berkeley and I thought. I found this just amazing, supportive friend group, as we all think at one point in our lives or another. And um, they basically, because I was from Texas, they made a lot of assumptions, maybe politically, maybe I don't know in in what way. (laughs) But 
I basically had come back from COVID and they had decided like, oh, like, you know, we're not a fan of the Texas girl. Long story short, I basically lost friends from being from this area, um, which, which sucks. I mean, they, they made assumptions that, you know, I guess they just rolled with, even though I said like, Hey, I literally go to the most liberal school in the world. Like I, you don't think I'd be at a school where like, I feel like uncomfortable with what I believe or whatever. Like I chose to come here. <laughs> like, right. Like this, like I'm going to walk into the lion's den right now. Be- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is not my vibe, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it was honestly, it was probably the most, like I've had some, I've had some really rough breakups, <laughs> but like, I think that was the turning point of like, wow. Um, you know, and then I had, you know, my, my now boyfriend who I, I live with, um, you know, he had come to visit me and he had met some of these friends before we parted ways. And, you know, like, it's funny cause he's not even from Texas. He's from Chicago area, but like he, he's got kind of that little Southern thing going on and they just made assumptions and they, I lost a friend over like, Oh, like, we're just not really a fan. Like it's not really our thing. Like, you know, um, <laughs> That's what I don't get. Like, what a level of immaturity, too. You know, like, uh, I'm going to assume because of where you live that you just feel this way, you believe this way, you act this way. Like, that kind of goes against what a lot of them, I assume, are so-called fighting against. You're literally, you literally, you know what I mean? Like, you're being a hypocrite. You know, let's just call it what it is. It's That's that's exactly what it is. And I mean, I literally, I remember it was my 19th birthday. I was supposed to go to New York with um, one of those friends and then another friend and go to her hometown. And I basically, I got disinvited because I stuck up for someone that they were, you know, talking shit about and like, you know, told her like, Hey, like this is going on. Maybe you guys should like, you know, figure it out, whatever. Long story short, like, they're like, yeah, like we're just going to go to New York. Like, have fun on your birthday this was like right before covid so oh my, my parents my parents flew me home and like it was they're the best but it was it was one of those birthdays where like you're on the plane and then you get there and there's like you know a cake with a candle and you're just like man i'm sad like i shouldn't be like my parents are so cool for doing this but i'm like a little sad so <laughs> nah, dude well you know as well as i do uh in the industry you're in you're about to run into that all the time yeah. yeah, no, I mean, you already know. And forget the industry. That's life. I mean, look, I'm old. And and I'm going to tell you right now, I've got friends that I've known for like 10, 15 years that all of a sudden over the last couple of years, just because I've changed certain things that I don't do anymore. Right. They're like ghost gone. Yeah. Know, and I'm like, I'm sorry that I uh, don't party as much as I used to. I'm an old dude. You know, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm busy, man. I, you know, I, I work, I'm a dad. I got two shows. I write like, what do you want from me, man? You know, like, <laughs> I know exactly. It's like, I don't really, that's never been in my nature. Like I, I was raised by some amazing people that taught me to treat other people the best I possibly can. And I think I've been like, this is, this is, something like this experience was so not like traumatic. I don't want to sound dramatic at the same time, but it was just one of those things that like, 
you know, there's like a TikTok trend going around uh, going around right now that's like, oh, alters my brain chemistry. Like that <laughs> definitely did. <laughs> like it was just, I I still I've been trying to write a song about it for so long, and I can't because it's just one of those things that like I'm so scared to even like break the surface of what I would say, and like release. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, it was, anyways, like, that was the experience with the students for the most part until I found, I I basically, when I came back from COVID, I moved into an apartment, spring of 21, and I met, you know, I had two really great roommates. One of them I became really close with, and she was, uh, you know, friends with this whole group of people, and they were just, I mean, they were the most amazing people. Like, they took me in right away and were, like, inviting me to Friendsgiving after a few weeks, and, like, you know, like I felt bad because like, oh God, they probably feel like I don't have any friends. They have to like bring me along, but no, they just, they dug me and we had a great time. And I, I basically just, that was my friend group uh, moving, moving forward. And I had some other friends here and there who I connected with that, like maybe the old friend group didn't like or whatever. And I found my people and it took a while. I wish I had more of college to do that, but you know, ultimately I did and we still keep in touch. So it's awesome. Yeah, that that is cool. And it's not like you don't have a base here from people that are like minded like you that you've worked with, you've sung with, you've played with and then other people, too. So it is nice to be able to meet that new group. You can't just stick with the same old, but it, it, it takes time to meet people. And in what you do, it's also hard to keep relationships, which brings me to my next question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boyfriend, we know. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, but we, we, and now everybody. So how that's gotta be hard though. You are not a sit at home person. Okay. You are not <laughs> a sit at in the city. You are busy. And obviously he knows this. He's super supportive. You know, that's amazing. But how do you, how do you balance that out? Yeah. So, I mean, he, it, it, like you said, he's just like the most supportive guy in the world. Honestly, um we just have this like amazing story I basically when I was 17 I actually met him for the first time um I was nannying uh this kid at my high school who's severely special needs um and he was just a big part of my life I had started nannying for him and him and his mom had just moved from Chicago I used to live in Chicago so we just had kind of had that connection right off the bat um and then her older son who is now my boyfriend, he was in the Marines at the time. Um, his name is Jake. And he he came home uh, on leave from the Marines. And just, you know, of course, the the cute Marine son, older son came home. He's like 21. I'm 17. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really cool because I, I got close with Max, his brother and his, his mom before, um, you know, before ever uh, you know, breaking into that, that, that whole deal. And, you know, we weren't together at that time. I was in high school. I was about to go to college, all that good stuff. Um, but we stayed friends and we kept in touch for, for years. He went back to Japan where he was stationed in Okinawa and we just, you know, <laughs> coordinated over Snapchat as people do whatever. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, we, we just, we stayed in touch and, um, you know, I had, dated some other people in, in between that time and, and that part, that point in my life in college. But we've been dating for a little over two years now. Um, we got together because he 
he had actually come home from the military um, when I was still at school and he hit me up. But, you know, once I got back, you know, for COVID, we obviously reconnected and, um, you know, my, my like Nana had just died. He came into my life at, a, at like an amazing point. And long story short, I went on a tangent about how we met, but he's very supportive. Like he goes to every single show, <laughs> pretty much every single one. I don't know how he listens to three hours of the same song. <laughs> But he listens to all of them. Um, he was in Nashville when I did all those sessions. And it like wasn't it wasn't like someone just latching on to that. It was like he just was so curious about the process. He's, you know, in the finance world. He was, you know, in the mortgage industry and then just recently switched over to like, you know, working at New York Life and stuff like that. So he's he's basically good at all the things I'm not. That's <laughs> fair. Finance stuff. Um so it's amazing. It's like people are like, you know, oh, you need to date someone similar to you, whatever. I think the opposites attracting is so, so realistic. Um, and the way that he like influences my writing, like I've written some of the best songs I ever have. And we've been living together for, I don't know, six months now. It's my first time ever living with someone. And it's been, you know, nothing but amazing. I can't even say anything negative about it, except, you know, sometimes I want to like, you know, push him over for not picking up his dirty clothes pile. But, you know, besides that, it's all good. <laughs> oh, dude, get used to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, right? It might change, but then he's going to move it on to something else. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I, seriously, I'm, oh man, I'm so lucky. And like, I didn't think, um, I didn't, I don't know. I never, I, I'm like one of those like brooding songwriter types. I never thought I'd be lucky enough to like stop writing harsh breakup songs so I'm, I'm really thrilled and we are moving to nashville <laughs> okay that's what i was gonna ask you i was like look i know the nashville's coming because number one i know you got you got the sambuca 360 for a couple more dates here in february and yeah. then you've got i know you're going to be at the rustic in dallas which i love that venue yeah. um just a huge fan hopefully the weather is not that's a big weekend too by the way because that's like right before Super Bowl and all kinds of stuff. It's going to be so insane. I, I love the talent buyer there. He's he's amazing. And they're such a supportive venue of, of indie artists. I literally just hit him up. Um, you know, I was like, hey, looking for a show like kind of close to my birthday. Like, you got anything around the 14th? And he's like, he just sends me like confirmed February 11th. And I'm like, period, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love. I love that. I love people like that. And I love. Back in the day when I used to book for, you know, every place I've worked for, I was, I love that. And I, I could just text somebody and, and they were like, yeah, I'll play. Or they would text oh, yeah. me and I'm like, I don't have a date, but I'm going to have a date. Let me fit you in, you know. Um, know. It's yeah. such, it's kind of such a really tight knit, in one aspect, it's a tight knit community because there's one side that just really wants to support each other from you know, venues and people that book and then the artists. And then there's a, there's another side, but we don't, we don't talk about that. Um, that's just kind of a different vibe. And I think you find that, you know, but I love the people that are there supporting the artists. It makes me so happy. Um, but getting back to it before I go off on a tangent, uh, February 14th, is that your, are you a Valentine's day baby? I so am. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know that. That's crazy. And you're playing your 22nd birthday at Sambuca is, which is going to be one of your last dates before you dip to Nashville. 
Yes, yes, it is. I am so stoked about it. I'm trying to get literally everyone and their mother and the lady walking her dog on the street to go. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. I'm I'm so excited and like, it's you know it's like ten days before we literally pack up the U-Haul and move to Nashville. Um, so it's a little it's a little stressful, but trying to just do like you know, all of it in one night and just celebrate and have a good time with everyone. I mean, I'll, I'll just say right now, like, it's funny because I know a lot of people in the scene haven't really gone to Sambuca in, in so long. It's kind of been one of those places that's like really underrated, but it was very cool because my like inquiry I'd sent when I was probably like 17 or 18 years old, I got a call one day about, you know, doing a residency there for, for solo acoustic. And I was like, beyond thrilled and one they compensate musicians amazing and they're just they're just they're just an awesome awesome venue that support live music and obviously they have sound and all that so it's a really easy just get up there plug and play from 7 to 11 every Tuesday and you know have have some great fun so that they've been a huge part of my last few months here well Sambuca Sambuca is interesting like you said it's it's been around for a minute it was super hot obviously when shops exploded obviously right then uh planos erupted and with it being so close to frisco frisco's erupted with it with you know quote unquote the spots but right. the thing about sambuca is you can still see live music there that's good you know you can still find some of those amazing artists there. like it's still a cool spot i get it i get why people are like really sambuca and i'm like they still do music man like they take care of people there's a reason they've been around so long you know um, so that's awesome. I love that you're there. I think that's great. So you and the boyfriend are moving. He's cool with moving to Nashville, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, we got it. It's, it's so, oh my God, I can't even talk about it. Like I get chills. Like I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited. It's literally, it's been my goal for so long. And I have some Berkeley friends that are moving there. Also in complete honesty, I mean, like I, I love Frisco. Like I'm in an apartment next to my old high school. Okay. Like I, I love everything about this scene and what it's done to raise me as a musician, as a person. I think it is time to spread the wings a little bit considering, you know, I'm, I'm 21, almost right. 22. He's, he's 25 and we kind of don't have like, uh, you know, my friends are still in college or like away and he doesn't have too many, um, you know, friends his age here as well. So like, we're really excited to be able to go out in Nashville and, like, really meet people and dive into this whole music scene and connect with people that are either just, you know, passing through or whatever. We just really want to meet people and don't get too much of a chance over here to do that necessarily. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited for that. No, it's it, Nashville's a great town. I mean, it's time. It, I get it. I get it. It's time to roll out there. I mean, like you said, Frisco, it is what it is. You've been here. This is where you, you know, you put your roots here, you know, but yeah, it's time to, it's time to move on. So you are not wasting any time though, because as I was looking at your dates earlier, just to kind of see what, where you're going to be at across the country and all that, you've got a date within a couple days after you hit Nashville, (laughs) you're you're going to be playing, yeah, you're going to be playing on the 27th. But then I started to look further. I'm like, let's see what else is happening. Let me just go investigate here. And I started to look further and I'm like, dude, it's a it's a country it's it's across the country tour and then and then Canada you've got Chicago Colorado Kansas City uh, my hometown Detroit you're going to Philly I mean you're all the way busy through July when you're in Canada 
Um, how did all that happen so fast? I mean, did, I mean, it's and it might not have happened fast. It might just me, you know, me realizing just how far you were going. But that is an amazing tour, really. So you might have <laughs> you might have seen something else because that's not scheduled for myself. However, I have this is this is something I was gonna dive into too. But I have um I started my what I do for work during the day I have a music consulting company so Uh I I book other artists I do regional national tours I do um social media consulting release planning all this stuff unparalleled day job it's amazing I absolutely love it um you probably saw one of their routes because I just recently worked on a a huge national tour for someone um so it's on just to give you the heads up it's on your website um when I hit upcoming shows, unless I'm dumb, which let's be real, it's possible. Um, I click it. I and, and it, Yeah, take a look. Um, I'm still hyping it up anyway, guys. Because if if this isn't <laughs> if this if this isn't what she's gonna do, this is what she's about to do. So literally, uh, <laughs> that's so facts. That's so facts. Let me look at this now. I'm like, yeah, I'm only and again because yeah, I was on your website and I hit shows because I really wanted to see like I knew you were gonna be playing in Nashville, obviously. Um, oh, that is so weird. Okay, so you're so right, guys. He is right, so he knows my future before I know it, which is really dope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know why this is popping up. Yeah, so like the first page with shows, like where it's my picture behind it, those are the only shows scheduled. Gotcha. But guys, you you are so correct because that is there, and I will be removing that. <laughs> get off the call so cool i was super um, stoked i was like she's going to detroit i gotta tell my people there you know like oh I my gotta- god oh, you're so <laughs> fine i'm so sorry that was there i will um i will edit but honestly i really that that's something it, it's funny because i i run this booking company during the day and like i it's been so cool i have a roster of like 20 amazing artists across the country and we work on tours and regional bookings and, and all this stuff to kind of up their artist development. And it's so cool. Cause I get to schedule these tours for all, all these other artists. Um, and yeah, I, I really want to do one myself. So that would be super cool. Well, I'm sure it's going to happen. And I'm sure with your experience and now booking, which, you know, booking is booking can be a nightmare actually at times. Oh, because... definitely. <laughs> it's not a fun job. It's like, you happen to be good at it, so you do it. Like that's, that's, that's the only that's, way people go into it. <laughs> I was there was a venue that I worked at that I that I left. Okay, and I'm not going to say who. There's no bad feelings. I'm just not going to say. And they kept me booking their music for about six months after I left, mostly because nobody wanted to do it. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "We want live music. We just don't want to deal with it." You know. Um, and it is a pain. And, and I will say that in my, I'm not going to say how many years I did it, because um, that just ages me. But I will say that I did double book twice, and I felt like such a jerk, you know. But I ended up making it up for the artist, and I ended up, you know, squaring it away. But, oh, my God, it's confusing. So you will have this issue, um, but you won't have to worry about booking your shows because somebody's going to book your tour for you. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm like, screw that. I do it for other people. Someone else can do it for me. Exactly. I mean, you might save a little money, but you don't want to deal with that crap. Um, So you are playing in Nashville. That's probably the start of many gigs, (laughs) many gigs. And that's exciting. And you are leaving. I mean, we got to, you just, it's less than a month away. 
Dude, I know. I'm, like, looking at my room thinking about how much I have to pack and, like, the stack of Home Depot boxes in the living room. Um, I'm I'm so stoked. I mean, like, I seriously, again, I've wanted to be there for so long. And, like, I have this this music company, Anello Productions. So anyone that's a musician that needs help, feel free to reach out. <laughs> um, but also just I'm so excited to be around music again and, like, really focus on on the artistry and I have a song coming out this Friday, which I'm stoked about. So yeah, you know. tell us about that. I know you can. I know you can pre-save. I believe on Apple and Spotify. Um, yeah. But tell us about that new song coming out. Yeah. So it's uh, it's called "Till You Leave It," and I it, I think it's like the perfect time to release it too. Um, which this wasn't even planned, but you know the whole Nashville thing came came about we really locked in about a month ago so we're, we're super stoked but this song till you leave it basically um is about you know not missing home until you go away and i had written it back in that first national run when i wrote 21 with you so i sat on this song for a year i absolutely like adore the imagery in it it you know mentions i-35 which is really funny. <laughs> um like i-35 and just Texas and you know very much very much me in a song more than I think anything I've ever written um and I'm so thankful for the co-writers and Andrew Capra who produces song this amazing guy who masters Adam Grover in Nashville Tennessee like he I, I screamed when I found out he mastered like Zach Bryan's album so we're really looking forward to this one it's gonna sound super cool um but yeah it comes out I guess technically midnight on Thursday so, oh my God, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. dude. So tomorrow, yeah. Um, ooh, okay, yeah, so tomorrow. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited about it. It literally just is very, it's one of those, like, you roll the windows down, it's nostalgia at 150%. It just, it makes me feel something every time I listen to it. And I guess that's super biased because it's my song, but still. Um, <laughs> Got to convince the people somehow. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, and you got those moments. I mean, especially people that are maybe, maybe not even just people from Texas, but people that have been through or going through the change and things you're dealing with as far as moving and thinking about your home and 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 all those elements. I get it. I mean, when I when I go back home to Michigan and I land, you know, in Detroit, and they open up and I finally get in that airport, and I hate that airport, but I finally get in that airport. I'm like. Oh yeah, this is home. Like everything, like instantaneous. Like I remember seeing that sign driving to my parents' house. You know, I remember seeing that sign as I was going downtown to visit my friend and you feel that. So putting that into a song as you're getting ready to move, it's, it's a perfect time to release. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I'm super excited. I know it's literally like, and, and you know, TBD on this exactly what date it's dropping, but we're working on a video as well with my favorite, my favorite little director ever out in um, North Carolina, Ryan Hamlin. He's done the 17 music video, the runaway stuff from back in the day. He did the 21 with you video and came all the way to Boston. He's just been my, my OG dude. So we're excited on that one. Um, but hopefully many more singles to come this year. And one last thing I will mention that's super exciting and I can't really say too much on it but we have a song that's going to be in a big box movie box office movie 
coming what? very soon. <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, exclusives. Um, wait, okay. So obviously they have sworn you to secrecy because I already know. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I yeah. already know how exactly. it works. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> right. They literally, I know. So I'll just yeah. say this. When you say coming out soon, and you can just say shut up, Brandon, and it's okay. When no, you, <laughs> do you mean like 2023 release or 2024? I mean, is it going to be this year? Like, what are we looking at? It won't be. It won't be released this year, from okay. what I what I know, and I know very little because I'm just the girl with the song. That's um, fair. That's fair. <laughs> so yeah, but it it is. It, it came to my attention from a colleague and I, I thought it was going to be a lot smaller of a project until it wasn't. And that's all I really know to say at this point, but I'm, I've never had a sync placement. So I'm, I'm super stoked on this one. Um, yeah. It, I, I'll just say right now it's, it's falling. I know I can say that much. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. It'll be, it'll be cool. But I thought I'd throw that in there as a little like I'll, chair on top. <laughs> love it. No, that's awesome. And obviously as it gets closer, we'll hear more. And when you can actually say something, I know we'll hear more. So I'll keep, I'll keep my eyes and ears open for that. And uh, we'll definitely keep up on that. Well, as we wrap it up, I want to say, first and foremost, awesome. Super happy to have you on. It was great. And I love hearing, playing catch up, filling in the blanks. Um, is there anything other than everything that we're going to promote? And by the way, guys, I've said it a thousand times before the show. I'll say it after all of her links and social media and everything is right on the life of an average joe podcast.com it'll be on all of my social media all you really have to do is if you can't even figure that part out guys just google okay and you'll be you'll you'll find her okay she's she's there <laughs> it's not hard to do and then you could go from there of course she's going to be at sambuca you got a couple more if you guys are out there in the dfw you got a couple more opportunities to see her before she dips to nashville for a while I know she'll come back and perform eventually, oh, but <laughs> <cool. laughs> your family's here. So they're, they're definitely going to want you to come back. Uh, oh, for <laughs> but uh, Sambuca 360 and the Rustic, and I'll put those dates on there. Is there anything else I need to know or they need to know before we call it a day here? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think I gave most of my, my story and the, the project hype that's going on. So I'm just, I, thank you so much for having me. It was so good to connect after, you know, years. <laughs> so it's been awesome. Yeah. And thank you. And I, I got it. I mean, I'm super proud of you. I remember, I mean, I remember seeing you years ago play and then booking you years ago and seeing the growth. And it's, it's awesome to see artists like you that, that just believe in what they do and have that talent and grow and continue because it's not easy. So I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, hey, I know I'm going to Nashville in the fall. So if you're playing somewhere, we will definitely be swinging by, um, which I know you'll be playing somewhere. So yeah, yeah we're going. Uh, we've got a, a couple of buddies of mine. So they're in Michigan. I'm down here. And we're going to go spend like four or five days in Nashville this fall. So I will uh, definitely find out where you're playing at <laughs> for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'll feel free to text me if you're in town and we're literally, we're in a condo in Green Hills, which is like, I mean, three, three minutes from Bluebird Cafe, seven minutes from Broadway, but it's still like, you know, outside enough to feel like not noisy. So it's really great. That's, no, that's awesome. You got to be out. You got to be a little outside. You got to be a little yeah. 
you know, oh, for sure. Yeah, you do. So, well, thank you so much, um, guys. We'll have a new episode next week. Don't forget to follow the life of an average show. Uh, basically, anywhere you already know. If you're listening, you guys already know. And uh, I'm going to call it a day and go to my day job now. And uh, yeah, and, and <laughs> since I'm the only one brave enough to drive in whatever's out there, so uh, I'll go deal with that for a couple hours. Oh, and oh yeah. I know it's supposed to it's supposed to be later, like 11 o'clock or 11, 11.30. We're supposed to start getting some more of that rain, ice, whatever. Um, today's not supposed to be pretty, so, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do, so. I feel that. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care, Sophia. Great, great to hear from you, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks so much. See you later. All right, bye. Well, that was just great to have Sophia on. What a great catch up. What a great opportunity to sit there and just talk to just an amazing local talent that has really given her heart and soul into the music industry, into her school, her career, and knows what she wants to do. It's, it's been great to have her on, great to watch. And I look forward to seeing her in the future and hopefully having her back for a, a live performance. That would be amazing when we do some... Uh, some live stuff later this summer. Of course, she's going to be gone, so who knows when she's she's going to be back, but hopefully we can make that happen. I want to say thank you to everybody that's been continuing to support the show. I know you guys have been reaching out via emails. I've got plenty of emails to do an email episode coming up later this month, so that'll happen. And I will say that the pre-orders for the beanies are in. Um, I am maxed out on the pre-orders, uh, but I will... Uh, have those beanies in the mere week or so and I will have extras so once I get a count on those beanies I believe I'll probably have about 50 to 60 extras uh, I will get those and you guys can go ahead and purchase those until they run out I did a small run of them so that's why um, you know you got to watch that and see of course everybody needs them now in Texas because we actually got some cold weather but uh Beanies in Texas is a rarity. Although I do see some people in the summertime wear beanies and I cannot for the life of me understand that because I sweat just thinking about summer. I'm like, bro, it is hot out. I'm just sweating right now as we speak. Um, but I will have some t-shirts as well as we think about the, the warmer weather and hoodies will be next year. I had somebody ask me about hoodies. I'm not doing hoodies this year, not because... I just live in Texas and I can barely wear hoodies, but it's a cost thing. So next year we'll do some hoodies. Um, stickers will be revamped. I'll have those soon as well. So thank you guys uh, for asking about that. And then we'll get regular hats will be my next push. So regular hats, t-shirts, and st yeah, stickers always. But regular hats uh, and t-shirts will be next. The regular hats I'm anticipating probably April. Uh, probably trucker style. I may have some other styles, but I will probably just go trucker style. Um, hats going to be, uh, I'm thinking April. And I'll uh, have a mock-up of those in March. And I'll do some pre-orders. But honestly, you could do pre-orders, but I'm going to have a ton of them. So there we go. There's that update. In the meantime, though, don't forget to check out Sophia Anello on Spotify, YouTube, all her social media. Check out her new release. So stoked for that. If you didn't pre-save it like I told you guys to a week ago, you should have. But uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, or we're going to be listening to that and watching that album. 
and really hearing the difference from when she first started to now. So it's, this, is, this is exciting. And I hope to hear from her and get an, an update on her Nashville move as she makes her way out of Texas and heads to Nashville. I'll drop all the links on the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com. All my social media will have her links there as well, so you can follow her on her music adventures as, and as well as everything else that she's got in store for us. And, of course, you can go ahead and email me at the Life of an Average Joe podcast at gmail.com. I'm losing my voice. That means it's time for me to go. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next week.